Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Always late with Katie Nolan. I mean, it's three minutes, Ken. Three minutes. I was oh. referencing the name of a show you had. Here's the deal. My laptop is fucked up, but my phone is not. And so I'm going to record my audio on a fancy mic on my laptop as a backup to send your people. Because I know you have people. I know I'm you're not, not doing this yourself. I'm not recording a damn thing. I know you aren't, because you sit outside with birds. You don't give a shit about optimizing audio. Look like I'm glowing. I'm not pregnant. Let me turn this down a little bit. You look great. Um, yeah, right. What are all the weird cards on the wall? What's that? Oh, those were those are the baseball standings. So that it was the first thing I looked at every morning when I woke up. Oh. For her Apple yeah. TV major league baseball coverage as we welcome Which in katie done. nolan thank god it's fucking done <sighs> we don't swear on this show that's okay well no, do then it. I won't. I don't give a fuck. Um, you just said fuck. Oh. That was why I did it. I know. Give me a second. I haven't started my recording no, well, the yet. Show I already, understand your joke. I know it did to you, no. Ken, but it didn't to me. No, but it, it started. to me. You always. This is, definitely we're using all of those. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm ready now. We're keeping everything. I know you um, are. Katie Nolan, former ESPN, former Garbage Time, Emmy Award winner, Emmy nominee. Best known, if the Wikipedia page is correct, best oh boy. known. Oh boy! For winning a fucking gold medal in rhythmic gymnastics yeah. at the gym. Not best known. It Come on, best known liar. Did you really yeah. do? Is that real? Yes. You did rhythmic. Dude, I actually had somebody use it against me the other day on the internet, which I mean. They'll take anything. But somebody say my only sports experience is a gold medal in rhythmic gymnastics. As if that's easy. As if that's not sport experience. That's a gold medal. Oh, I I'm not have, knocking it. I'm I mystified. I think I had two golds and a silver, but I don't remember. How can you win a gold and a silver in the same event? I didn't say it was in the same event, did I? You did that. <laughs> you did that. Minute. 
So you, is that the people with the ribbons? Do you run around with ribbons behind you? I mean, I show all the sports that you respect, respect, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. It's the one where they run around with the ribbons. Yeah. It is right. Mm-hmm. You run around with ribbons and then you tumble occasionally. No tumbling. Damn, what Ken, you, couldn't even Google the rules. No, uh, no I didn't have time. You're not allowed to. Not didn't have time. You're not allowed to. Um, you know how like in figure skating and ice dancing, it's like ice dancing. You're not allowed to jump or whatever. We're kind of rhythmic gymnastics is like the ice dancing of figure skating. What was your music? Did of you gymnastics. Have, did you have hmm? a, a Did you have a popular music piece that you ran? And ran? you know, the most popular we got was um, was Yanni. Are you familiar with any? Yanni tracks. Um, I know who that, it is. I probably heard him. Yeah, that's the closest we got to popular. Although there's a song from Goonies. Fratelli's Chase. I feel like that's a Goonies song. We did it. We had a routine to that. So were you Real quick? Sorry. What? what? This is the best podcast ever. Why are we stopping? I'm just asking. Kate, he didn't Katie. say stop yet. I didn't. Can you look at the other side of your phone? There you know, go. you'd Thank think you. you'd think I'd know that, right? You'd be wrong. What if We're I flip it the everything. other way? That works. Shut too. up. How about that? Perfect. Thank you. Okay, great. You're We're, so welcome. God, Ken, I'm 35 and I feel We're, it. We're keeping everything. Uh, what just happened there for those of you who are just listening via the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, as I'm told always to say. Sick. We're also videotaping this in the event we use some of these clips for promotional reasons and she was like upside down and then she was looking at the wrong part of her phone and yeah. now things are going great talking to katie nolan about rhythmic gymnastics so did you at age five four did you get into tumbling and then just kept on going and just say hey i like this if you say tumbling one more time no, I got into, um, so at the age of, I want to say five, I started dancing in uh, the town over from my hometown, Ashland, Massachusetts, and uh, the dance studio, the woman who ran it, Anne-Marie, was like, we are starting a rhythmic gymnastics team. Would you like to be on it? Well, probably more realistically, I think she asked my mom, and then we were like, okay, and so we did. We were the only, if not one of the only, I think only, um, team in our state most of the stuff i did on weekends was in like rocky hill connecticut so we had a lot of road trips would eat at the ryan's deli a lot um and that was like my childhood and then so we won it in 1997 so i was 10 years old and then i think we went another year you'll find through this interview i'm sure that my memory is just gone but we did well were you guys like one of those weird dance families where they what put a lot this? of makeup on a seven-year-old? No, I mean, no. It didn't Kenny, get weird. I had, are you not familiar? I had a um, very short haircut until high school. I looked like a little, you know, I had a like the Yarmir Yager look. Um, and I don't think I wore a lot of makeup. But, you know, we put sparkles on your little girls and sparkly leotards. We're like figure skating. It's not, it's more, you got to think more like figure skating than like child beauty pageants, which I think is what you're thinking of. Well, sometimes I've seen child dance and, and it, I, I don't know. I oh, I get what you're saying. At the I, like Hartford the, um... airport and they were holding it at the convention center at the Sheraton. We went to get coffee because our plane was delayed or something. And they were all little too much. Like, guys, yeah. they're seven. Why are you doing this to them? Like, well, But you didn't you do know. that. This was athleticism we're talking about here. It was more um, artistry, I think. Okay. You know, well, but the but flexibility, if you consider flexibility, athleticism that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. 
And did you yeah. play other sports? Did you play soccer? Did you I play played softball? softball? What position? I was a pitcher. Pitcher, really? second base, center field. Yeah. Do you have a big arm? Was it fast pitch? No. Yes, it was fast pitch. No, I didn't have a very big arm. There was a girl in front of me a year a year or two ahead of me, Kelly Knox, who was incredible. Free so shout out Kelly of, Knox. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where I was like, you know what? I'm never going to be her. So I was just like, you know, I was like the third or fourth in, in a normal rotation. For us, we only had two pitchers. So I was, I was pretty much the number two. Um, you and Kelly stay close? No, but her dad is my dad's best friend. Well, so, I mean, we're like enough. family close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't like call her up every day. And Why don't we I call her I was jealous because I don't even know if I still have her number. Did she go on to play college softball? You know, Ken, I want to say yes. I also want to say I, I, I don't remember. Fine. Enough about Wikipedia. Um, the thing I was going to say that you're best known for was covering the dog show in Philadelphia last yes. November for NBC yes. with me. And was that... Like literally the first thing we ever did. I feel like we did something together, but I don't remember it. Like, I did feel we, like we were supposed to do something together. Yes. I brought this up last time. I feel I know. like we were supposed to do a commercial together when I first got to ESPN. And yeah. I said no to the commercial. And then they said it was with you. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in. And then it wasn't with you. That's not right. No, it wasn't. You know, Ben Weber, our, our producer friend, he had an idea to do a cannonball run remake with you and I. That was his what? vision. Yeah. <laughs> Never got off the ground. Crazy. Well, let's just go there then. I was I was just telling Paul, that's our producer who you've heard from um, about audio and big audio guy. And loves to hear. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, we were, I was saying, you know, I've interviewed already a couple ex-ESPN or I'm ex-ESPN and people I used to work with at ESPN. Some are ex, some are, they're all gone. Everybody left. What am I talking about? Everybody's yeah, gone. Right? Yeah. Um, no, except Chris Berman's still there. So I take that back. Oh, he Let's, is. I always forget. We could do an audio fix. Ready? Three, one. You no, know, no, 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 no. Absolutely it. not. It all, all right. stays in. Fuck it. I just got confused about who I talked to. And I'm about to talk to Dan and Keith at the same time. Ugh. You're the warm up for that. You you have to get me ready. And, and yeah, make, I don't think anything can happen. get me ready. To talk to those two at the same time. My goodness. It's, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, but I didn't want to when I do these interviews with interesting people who did or don't or once or still do work for ESPN, you being one of them, and not just to make the whole thing about hey, let's talk about you know all the controversy or this, or like with Jamel, or and at the same time, though, to not talk about what happened is kind of stupid, might as well just say real things about whatever happened. So, along came Katie Nolan, we'd all heard about her she'd been doing this funny stuff we're gonna go backwards a little while about how you even got there and i figured they were just gonna like i right, do whatever you want you're pretty funny and it didn't quite work out that way for you right you you kind of like got charted plays for a while i don't know what the hell you're doing it is what are you doing <laughs> i was actually yeah i was charting plays they had me in the truck on live events um no i was um you know, I they put me with a team and a um, what's it called when you have a it's not like you're, I mean, it's your boss, but it's not yeah. your boss, it's like your manager, you're there. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And they, you know, they were restructuring, so they put us in digit, they put me in digital at first with a team, and that team was all formerly from I want to say it was like documentary, whatever that is called, and so they were all like really good 
uh, we call it predators. I hate to say that word, but, in, you know, they're producer editors. So they're really good at like putting together, let's say you were working on hard knocks. That kind of thing is like documenting and then figuring out how to splice it together to tell a story. With me, I always compared it to like being in a kitchen. I'm not a person who's like, I'll give you the ingredients and you cook it. I'm kind of like, I'll cook it. And then you guys put a little, you know, make it look nice and you put it out there. I don't need the editor to take little bits of stuff. It doesn't, it, I, it's not my process. I kind of like things to be mostly live to tape, ready to go for you, but needing a little punching up. So basically long story, way long story. Sorry, my question was so bad that it's good that you no, have a long story. It wasn't. The um, the team that we were with, it didn't like make sense. I got a couple people from that. Like I stole Ashley Brayband from that. And I will always be grateful for that because she's the best person I've ever worked with. And that's a compliment to her, not a knock on other people I've worked with. Um, but it, there was a lot of shuffling around. I had like three different managers in my first year or two of being there because they just couldn't figure out literally where to classify, like where to put me. Um I tried a couple things. I um, I think I pissed a couple people off trying to be helpful um, with in the sense of like, let's say, for an example, doing a live event somewhere and uh, asking for a rundown and seeing that it wasn't really a rundown. So being like, hey, I can I'm literally doing nothing. I'll take a pass at this and send it back to you. And then some that person receiving it and going like, what does she think she can do my job? And then me and that person never working together again and me putting two and two together in my head, you know, of why that is. So it, it was um, I don't know. I hate saying I don't think they knew how to use me. But like, I don't I'm not faulting anybody for that because Ken, I don't know how to use me. I'm in the middle of trying to figure it out. It's a very stressful. I, there's got to be something there. I know there is, but I can't figure out what to do with it. And um, it's just frustrating when everybody else is kind of looking at you being like, yes, same. We also don't really know. I would have just said, hey, let's send you to, you know, 20 cool events, whatever they be. Give you a camera and a mic and maybe a producer and bring back some stupid shit and then we'll tighten it up a bit and put it on TV. Same. That should have um, been we what you did. We, we tried that. So yeah. when it came time, I don't even know how long your deal oh. was. But also this is why I'm saying that the dog show thing you and I did was such a big deal for me in the sense that I was like, okay, so it wasn't me because this can be done. This can be very funny. This can be interesting. I'm the same me when we did that, that I was at ESPN. So it wasn't like... I can't go to an event and do a thing. I loved that. We had so much fun and it came out awesome. One of the favorite things I've ever done. Um, Shut up, Kenny. Yeah. I'm going to say the, that. I'm going to tell my boyfriend you said that later and get a lot of Dan Soder. He's going to think Soder I'm Soder cool show. as hell because that. Well, I I mean, the great thing about that was we'd never, I think we did one, inter, my memory is we did one interview something. You were somewhere and I was on sports. That's my memory, but it may, maybe it never even huh. happened. But um and i see i i see you at the upfronts and i saw you in the hall once or twice but we didn't really know each yeah. other i just kind of no. i liked you i liked what you did the little <laughs> you were allowed to do it but i knew your background i'd seen those clips um so i was like oh she's funny she'd be fun to do something with and then um we said hey we're gonna do a dog show but we're gonna do like the the best in show, the Christopher Guest version, to try to rip him off as well as we could. A personal friend of yours. We should just throw that out there. I wouldn't say that, but we're a person you speak to. Do you have his number? I do. Okay. So He's a person that you're friends with. More of an email person. 
Okay. And no, you respect and, that because I'm more of a text person and you call oh, me I hate, voicemails. I hate email. I have 7,000 unread emails right now that I, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. 7,000 is very cute. I wish I could show you on my phone what my number is, but it's um, being used to it's do this just interview. so stupid. I tell everybody, any relationship I get into business-wise, I say, text me for, if anything's important, text me or call me, don't email me because it's going to get buried under 400 political solicitations. <laughs> and I'm not going to find it. You know, it's just not going to happen. What was my question? Oh, I, um, I had like nine questions, but I'm going to go back. Let's just finish off ESPN. Okay. Okay. So, and I, we were talking at the time, right? Like I was like your senior advisor telling you. What oh I yeah. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. I actually said to Dan last night, I was like, Kenny's kind of like my fairy godfather in that there are these moments where I'm kind of like, oh, what do I need to do? And then you pop in and you call me and you're like a whirlwind that like says a thousand things and drops 10 names and then hangs up without saying goodbye. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go talk to Uncle Ken. And That's so at the good, time, though. yeah, you you reached out and you basically I tried, were like- I was trying to be a friend. Like, I you knew, were great, it was awesome. And it I, knew awesome. What it's, I knew what it's like, because I went through something similar. They ultimately did not offer you to come back at all. It wasn't like, here's a bad offer, I'm turning it down. It was, here's no oh, offer, or was there know, some I, kind I of genuinely offer? don't remember, but something in me tells me that they there was an offer and that we were like, no, I think it was that I could, I think it was an opt out. I think I had an option and that I exercised the opt out. If I recall correctly, and I'm probably not even supposed to talk about it anyway, but that that's me saying I've got no memory. But the thing I think was, cause I remember there being a deadline I had to choose by and feeling rushed and then choosing. So I feel like it was a mutual agreement to stop talking to each other. Um, I just accelerated it because I wanted to, I didn't want to sit in there and bleed out. I was like, let me just, let's, I'm going to cauterize it. But I think, uh, I think my advice, which remains the same is like, you got a world of talent. There's going to be a million more opportunities. Who knows how it's going to, maybe it won't be exactly what you want for a minute, but then maybe it will. And maybe this will lead to that and so forth. And if it wasn't working there, it was probably just the best thing. Yeah, get your, to head get out. your freedom and head on out to a dog show. Yeah. And man, that was a great thing to have. Was that the first thing? I think it was the first thing it was. that I did. You yeah. were happy and it with was, it. It was awesome. And I we so we, we met in a parking lot. I think you beat me there. And take note of that, folks. Yep. Not always late. And we, and we started shooting. We let we started shooting like four minutes later. We just walked in and started. Yeah. What the hell? Let's roll tape and see what happens. And it turned out it was really fun. So I actually approached them. Hey, if you like last year, now that we know how to do it, I bet we could do it even better. Mm -hmm. And they said something like, I don't think we have the kind of money that you're worth. So then I was like, wait a minute. Did Katie already take a deal and she's in and they're giving me. It's fine. If you want to go on without, if you want to go on without me and do the dog show solo, I get it. Kenny, you're so sensitive. You're such a sensitive boy. That's not what happened. No one has contacted me. If they have, I haven't answered. I've done nothing but watch watch and read about baseball for the last year of my life. I promise. I have no idea about a dog show. I would absolutely okay. do it again. Well, maybe we'll do it remotely. So you brought it up and you have the baseball standings behind you. I was in Seattle and wanting to, I'd gone to a game and I wanted to watch them from home the next night and they weren't on. I was like, where the, where the, how come the Mariners are on? I keep flipping, like, am I on the wrong channel? Turned out, I, th- I think you did it that night. I think it's possible that it was the week that they did a Seattle game and I wasn't on it. One of the only games I missed oh. two games and one of them was in Seattle and it was, um, but I also did one in Seattle. I had done two. I did two in Seattle. Where'd Either way, Seattle's one of my favorites. Uh, we too. stayed at the, 
It's a downtown hotel. Is it old and fancy? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, give it- me some. Okay, we did a different hotel in a different city every week, so they yeah. all kind of blur together. I was going to say the in- Fairmont, not the Fairmont. How about the mm. W? Could have been the Westin. Could have been a W. Could have been a Westin because both of those start with a W. So yeah. I'm not going to be able to tell the difference between. Did them. you walk to the stadium? No, we never walked to the stadium. Well, Arizona. I only walked to the stadium in Arizona. I was um, talking about Seattle. Could you, you have walked? No. Uh, if you, I don't know, could you? You could. Technically, you could walk anywhere you want to. Sure. Um, but I could not. I would not have. No. You're, not, no. you're done with rhythmic gymnastics. Not happening. That's right. Do you ever just walk around and just have a streaming ribbon behind, just and take it back to yes. your young? Yeah. Of course you do. Yes. How, it's like a tail. I have it tucked into the top of my pants. You're like what, 22 you or me? something. How old am I? Did you just <laughs> yeah. say, how old are you? I'm 35. We can how Google have you not it. learned to not do that ever? I'm trying to find out about people. That's okay. the point of the show. Like well, this person's this, 35 years old. The only study I did revealed the fact that you did rhythmic. I was like, I'm just going to see, is there something else I need to know? Like something she's about to do. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm fucking rhythmic gymnastics showed up and made me giggle yeah, yeah. and no well, no I'm dis- glad you got a chuckle out of it no disrespect to the rhythmic gymnastics people out mm-hmm. there Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Apple TV baseball, how did that even come about? Would you consider yourself sort of a purist in the way you call the game? And how was the experience? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, how it came about on their end, I have no idea. On my end, I was 
I think this was at the point of of boredom in not having a job that uh, I was going out on the road with Dan when he was going to cities that I liked. And so I think we were somewhere, I want to say like Portland. And I got a call from my agent that was like, uh, there's a deal coming through for you. It's from Apple, but they can't tell us what it is. They can't talk about it. Um, but they, they really want you to take it and they want to talk to you about it. And I was like, and I was like, okay. So I got on the phone with them and, and, uh, they were like, this is going to be, we think it's perfect for you. We think you're perfect for it, blah, 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 blah. And then when I found out what it was, I was like, are they confused? Do they know what I do? Because I don't think they meant that, like the, what it was and how crazy of an idea it was combined with the secrecy really had me like, something's up. They're joking. This is a mistake. Somebody un, like unsealed the wrong document. This isn't the one they meant to give me. Uh, Cause this says in the booth and that's just not a thing. Um, and then I got on the phone with them and they sold me on the idea of me. They sold me on the idea of this like vision they had for a baseball booth. Um, as with most things that start as visions, they don't always end up being executed the same way. So this was sort of like a look when you're trying to do something different in a position that's always been done basically one way. Um, there's a lot of like uh, not only pushback, but like moments where you go, ah, let's go back to let's revert. Let's revert just to be safe. And then we'll take a couple swings, but we're not going to go full hard into this idea this direction sorry to interrupt was the original idea to take it way off the map and do it It like we did the dog show almost it was to be a podcast it was like we want it to be look people say that games are too long um rather than trying to speed up the game which is something baseball's been trying to do for a while they were like we think we should just make it a more interesting listening experience so that when there isn't action going on or there isn't a ton of baseball you can discuss baseball adjacent or baseball-esque things so, like, for example, earlier on in the season with Gabe Kapler, there was this, like, storyline about unwritten rules, which blah, blah, blah. We talk about it all the time with baseball. But I think there's, like, something interesting, to me at least, and I understand if this isn't something everybody else wants, but to me, I was like, if, if I heard three people having an interesting conversation about unwritten rules and and what certain coaches think and or managers think and what other managers think and, like, the camps that exist and kind of debating it, while waiting to, you know, well, maybe I miss a couple. I can watch the baseball game with my eyes. I don't always need someone to tell me it was a strike or a ball. There's a graphic on the on the screen that tells me if it was a strike or a ball. It actually makes me a better observer of the game if I'm not being told it. I don't know. Yeah, if you don't care about the unwritten rule story and you care about the game principally, you're watching anyway as a big fan. Right, and you unless don't you're, need a unless you're blind, you. like my nephew Troy. Okay, now that's something I didn't to, think of. So he'd be pissed off about. It. Yeah, hey, and you know what? I'm gonna going say on. this right now. Katie he'd have Nolan. every right. He'd have every right, and I would personally get him set up with a radio feed so that he could, you know. That's what I'm talking about. See, I thought when I first heard this was happening, I thought the 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 pitch was going to be, oh, she's funny. Let's group her with some other kind of regular baseball people, if you will. And do a hybrid of we're going to kind of call the game, but we're also going to have a big party and make it fun like that. That sounds yeah. like a fun show. And it's not every night. It, right? it was just Fridays, wasn't it? Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. So no, just Fridays. Friday night baseball, Kenny. That's what it go. was called. So. Well, then I should have stuck to Fridays the whole time. But I think what you and, you know, you brought this up earlier about people will find any way to go after you on Twitter about anything 
hopefully you have thick skin with that because you get a lot of praise as well. But they, it didn't matter who was going to do it. The baseball hardcore purists were always going to be like, God damn it. Give me, give me my OPS shit. Give me my, you know, give me some war numbers. You know, they, they wanted the yes. hardcore yeah. hardcore baseball they've been used to and also they years. felt i wouldn't say they wanted i'd say they felt entitled and yeah. and and maybe they are because that's what it, a baseball broadcast usually means you are entitled to somebody calling the plays and somebody analyzing them um i also stupidly kenny i realize now it's, it's stupid but i stupidly was like look uh, a lot of baseball purists don't like just using this name as an example and he would agree with me joe buck and mm-hmm. joe buck is pretty objectively good at traditional of course being in a booth so it's like if they don't like him then maybe they don't like traditional (laughs) maybe they also want something interesting and uh first few weeks uh, my number one tweet i received was like she makes me grateful for joe buck and i wanted to call joe and be like you're welcome um they didn't want different they they didn't they they were just being irrational there's a lot of um as with any type of fan there's a lot of unnecessary and misplaced anger let's say yeah, but the, peop- people on, the people on twitter were not paying you to do this did the people at apple right. like it did the apple um, people say keep yeah. it going so we are we were an, an apple we were run by apple but we were executed by mlb network so we were mm. like an mlb network truck and an mlb network team so um unless i sought it out i didn't get direct feedback from apple except like every couple weeks and um i don't know something i've learned as talent weirdly enough i know a lot of people are like don't read your comments i'm like yeah also don't trust the feedback you get from your boss because it's not all they're not honest a lot of times they're all like great job Ooh, we love this you're doing so good and then you're out so it's like i know that none of it really matters the way they say don't listen to your criticism and don't listen to your praise i'm like it don't necessarily if the feedback isn't constructive if it's not like hey in the third inning you did this what if instead of that you did it this way like if there was something to learn from it um but yeah i would say i got mostly thumbs up and a lot of be yourself which is i've never had a harder time it is so difficult to walk into a world where everybody knows each other and you're like hi it's me the weird one the ribbon Uh, girl yeah well i don't usually lead with that i try to not (laughs) impress people and intimidate them right off the top But it was um, my takeaway from it. And the reason I said yes to it in spite of being like, I don't know about this, was because I'm like, look, you tried a thing, it didn't work, and you really thought it was going to work. So why not try something you think isn't going to work and see if it works? I like that. That's like in roulette, betting on numbers you hate. Because yeah. the numbers you like it's might like, not look, come you've been in. Put, you've been, yeah, you've been betting on 17 all yeah. night. So who, why don't you go bet 19? the number that keeps... Yeah, exactly. so stupid. So I, I figured I'd do that. And... Um, Look, I learned a lot. I met a lot of people. I got to tell Aaron Boone to his face to go fuck himself again. And so, like, I had, I got what I wanted out of it. Um, And I'm friends with Hunter Hunter Pence now. And Heidi Watney, who was, like, our reporter for the Red Sox. Like, love. I have love for Heidi Watney. And now I think she has love for me back. Isn't that special? The whole thing was a great experience then. Who cares? Mm -hmm. You're always going to have critics no matter what it is you do. And then see how I, what I learned from it, because I'm also trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do, what, what I want to do. This so, podcast right now you're doing this. Well, yeah, Ken. And, but I meant like in life, you know, oh, you mean to so like I'm trying to figure out, I know what I can do. I know a couple things I can do, but I'm trying to figure out, I feel like there's something I haven't gotten yet. 
So like this wasn't the thing. Failing at this to me, it hurt seeing a lot of people have a lot to say. It hurt people going back into things I haven't heard in years, like that I'm setting women back. But it didn't, um, it didn't like hurt me in the sense that I'm like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, I was trying it. Obviously, if I had been good at it, give me an award because that would have been nuts to walk in and crush this. The first time I've ever done it. I got the job three, two, two or three days before I had to fly. I missed any rehearsals. I met Stephen and Hunter in the booth. So the fact that I didn't totally screw up <laughs> or like turn the ball over in a way that would come back and hurt me, piss anybody really important off, um, pat on the back to me. And now what's next? Well, not just that. The insignificance of it all. It's funny how sometimes you could do one show like it could be a sports center where i totally it's called the wrong team winning good night we're done and we're thinking yet <laughs> and you get like dude you idiot the other team you know like that happens stuff happens. but yeah. uh i think you should be an actor that's what i want for you i don't i suck at acting no I'm no, no only the thing Just about me you. Is the, i can only be me yeah that's they find a role where you be you i mean look at like parks and rec that kind of show we're going to yeah. cast you in something and we don't know what it is, but whatever it is. And if you're happy doing it, then that's what it is. And that's good. Like, I just think, why not take chances? Yeah. Why not? Like, because uh, you're never going to know if you like something until you do it. And it's not every day that somebody offers you the chance to cover Major League Baseball on the West Coast, which was really the only part of the job that made me go, huh? I'm on the West Coast team. But by the end of the season, they moved us to the East Coast anyway. But it's not every day you get that offer. And I, I didn't want to say no. And then in five years, be like, man, I wish I tried that. That would have been cool. Yeah, so, I'm glad you, know? you did it. And what was going through your head when you're like, damn, I might be the one on the mic for Aaron Judge for this. Big oh, my home God, run. dude. You, Look, there was um, that chance, right? You, yes, just the there absolutely night. was that chance. And a lot of people were very upset about it. Um, <laughs> at first, I was like, how cool? Because, um, you know, we did a Red Sox game in... August at the end of August and we knew that we had coming up a Sox Yankees game at the end of the season and during that August game somebody was like what if that Sox Yankees game is when Aaron Judge does it and we were all like whoa that would be so cool and then as we got closer we were like it's kind of really looking like that could be the game in which he does it so you know I was excited because it was a chance to see history. I feel like the mo longer I've been in the sports media business, the less my, the rabidness of my fandom, it, it's kind of gone down. I'm still passionate, but I'm less of like a screw the Yankees type of a, per because they're a team in a league that I cover. So it's like, you know, I, I have old hatred. I have old anger, which is my Aaron, the source, of my Aaron Boone. I mean, that guy, I hated that guy more than anybody. But like new, I'm not forming new anger at Yankees like people. And soon enough, it'll all be phased out and there'll be nobody I even know. And it'll be a brand new different team to me. But even with like that, I, I had to look at that and, and understand how I'd be coming to it that way. But then it also was just like, this is history. This is just good history. In the last few years, how many times have we had the opportunity to like witness good, cool history? It's rare. So I was like, this is so awesome. What wasn't awesome, I would say, is the way that like maybe um, the press handled it. Um, there was a lot of like making it our fault that certain people couldn't be in the booth to call it. And while I know I'm new to this job, um, 
And I respect that emotion of like, man, I covered this team all year for this many years and now they're going to do this thing and I can't call it. I get that. But also like we do that with the postseason every year. You cover this team right up until their big thing and then you don't get to call it. Um, And so you'd think people would be a little bit more used to it. And then on the other hand, it's like we've been doing national games for a while. Like I understand being a, a, a I have sympathy for that person but I just don't feel like it's a thing I would go public with. And that's just me personally. Roll I think I would be, Yeah, I'd just be like, man, that really stinks. And you know what? I bet people will notice that that really stinks for me. And they'll talk about it. But let me stay out of it. Right. That's, I think, how I would handle it. But I um, saw on Twitter, somebody asked what you were going to say. And you said you were going to yell Yahtzee. And I, was I did say that. that. Yeah, I, I didn't do it. You know, it didn't happen. And because I don't call plays. It's so crazy how many people were like, Katie Nolan should not be allowed to call that moment. I'm like, Katie Nolan has not called a single. There might have been one time where Steven was late coming back from the bathroom. And I was like, welcome back. Uh, now at bat. And the whole time I was sweating, like, don't say the name wrong. That to me was like the most insulting part of the criticism. Like. You're just you know going I after do. her because she's a girl, basically. No you, don't, like, you don't want a girl on the boot. <laughs> I'm going to sit there silently, and Hunter's going to sit there silently. And once the entire moment has had every drop of juice squeezed out of it, I'm going to probably say something like, wow, and that's going to be it. There's not going to be a lot for me to add there. As crazy. You were, as you were describing that, um, Walgreens called. I think I have some oh. cholesterol medicine ready. Um that's just a side note. Yeah, I just uh, found the whole thing like really stupid. You remember Dick Williams, the famous uh, Oakland A's manager, and then he was the manager of the Seattle Mariners, and I was just starting in TV in Seattle at the time. This is a long time ago. You, didn't, I'm not sure you were born. But mm. I went up to him on opening day, big Channel 11, KSW, an hour ahead of the rest. And I'm, I'm going to do my big funny joke. I'm going to do like a jokey story, and I'm going to do the series. Okay. I'm doing two pieces. I, okay. So I, I Thank you for Dick, letting us know. I come up to Dick Williams and I say, Dick, is it just me or have you had trouble purchasing wiffle ball equipment this spring? And he just kind of stares at me and there's like horrible dead air, not funny dead air, bad, terrible dead air. And I said, you know, I was just like, sometimes it's hard to get it. And with, you know, the yellow black, you know, I'm just like, I can't even finish his thought. And he goes, I know what it is. It's just not fucking funny. And so then there's another horrible dead pause. And I, so tell me about your starting pitching staff this year. You know, like oh try to just jump into Mr. Serious Sports Guy. I that that would happen on Sports Center if you tried something or it failed or you fucked up a highlight. The next and your back-to-back highlights, you got the next one. Then you just like it's super serious and give out statistics and try to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the 13th time in the last 15 games that the Mariners. Dude, the, the first week that we did a game, uh, I went into it like, let's go. I'm going to do this like Katie. Like, I started uh, stories with two outs, not realizing that, like, that's going to, you shouldn't do that. So I learned that lesson quick. I was just talking about, like, playing video games with my friends at night. Like, just no respect for the pace of the game, which obviously I, I should have. But I was just like, balls to the wall. Let's see what happens. The response was so bad that the next week I walked in with notebooks full of, and I was like, did you know that his OPS is actually, like I had numbers for everything. Stuart Scott was a master at that because we would get called in 
you know, quarterly or more about, you know, you're screwing around too much or having too much fun, you, you know, hardcore sports fans, blah, blah, blah. So Stuart outsmarted me on this one. I wasn't as good as him on the, on this little technique where he'd, he'd come with just a wealth of bullshit statistical stuff, spit it all out and then go to his Smart. thing, you know? Yeah. Smart. And yeah, he outwitted them. Let's yeah. go back to dog show. Okay. You have a dog. What, what's your dog's name? I just know you've popularized this that's dog. That's her butt. I thought that was her face. I wasn't looking at her. Usually no. that's her face. I was going to say not a very <laughs> handsome dog. This Myrtle. 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 And Myrtle. What, what type of dog is that? Um, she's a mutt. I was told that she's a, um, oh God, I always get this wrong. She's a retriever collie mix was what I was told, but she's a rescue. So once I looked at her, I was like, oh, they don't know. Um, she looks like a terrier. So does she fetch well, given that she's a retriever? She, yeah, she does, but she'll also tire of it. There will be like the third time she used to fetch a lot. Yeah. And then um now she'll go get it, bring it back, go get it, run away with it, give it to another dog. <laughs> I stopped bringing tennis balls to the park because <laughs> she would just give them away. Or she'll go run after it and then get distracted by something else and you know, so she's a good fetcher. I'm not knocking her. She just doesn't like practice. You know, she's all about game situations. Little dogs, it's okay, but our big dog ate two tennis balls. And not we had good. To, we had to do surgery. They had to remove the. T yeah, he was. It okay, going. and I, a thing I learned once I got a dog is that when they when you do have like a medical procedure with them, they are expensive. It was it was costly, but he was worth like, every penny. Man, we thought we were going to have to get something taken off her paw. She had like this little growth that she wouldn't stop licking. And it was just like a little bump. But, you know, Dan gets very like, we must make sure that she is okay. And so we took her to the vet. And they, uh, I remember I was going to have to take her in for the surgery. And he's like, and they're going to bill you. He's like, but we'll split it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's not a big deal. And when I got the, when I saw the bill, they called the day before to confirm how much it was going to cost. And I was like, are you? You're kidding, right? This is a joke. There's no way. You guys messed up. There's no way. Take off a to, zero. To yeah. Take a tiny little thing off of the side of her. You're kidding me. <laughs> and then the morning of, she woke up and she didn't have it anymore. And I was like, that's my girl. Oh, We're my goodness. Canceling the surgery. That's I like, don't know if she ate it or where it went, but. My grandma would would have these old wives tales, like rub a penny on, you know, some little growth on your hand. Yeah. And the, I would have tried it. Yeah. I, I wish I tried that. Dog. Yeah. Uh, we we acquired a cat recently. Oh, off the waiver wire. Yeah, I'm and I'm not a cat guy per se. Like uh, like I always said, generally I don't like cats. I don't hate them. I just don't want them around. I love Impartial. kittens. Yeah. Yeah. And, but if rule. I have, but if I have a friend who has a cool cat, then I like that cat. And usually it's probably because I like the friend. However, Gretchen wore me down just merci just every day. You have two every, dogs. Two dogs and a cat. Dang, you got and a whole family. Now the cat is like my best friend. I want her oh. attention. I want her love. Her name's Willa. She's from That's Ukraine. Cute. And we got her the first day of the war. What? Yeah. We got her Wait, from Ukraine. Wait, like because Literally. of? No, like as just humanitarian... totally coincidental. She fell in love. We knew where roughly where it was from, from that part of the world. We found out later, really came out of Ukraine somehow. Where did you, you got, where did you meet a Ukrainian cat? Um, from the Ukrainian woman who is a cat woman 
has lots of cats. I don't know. I, you I'm not flew saying, the cat. No, 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 you, no, so no, no. Cat got on no, a plane. No, I'm saying the bloodline, like like its parents oh, were. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh! Uh, here I am thinking you got a mail order cat. Yeah, like you we just found it on the internet Learjet and flew it to Ukraine yeah. just Dang. underneath the shelling, and no. So yeah. That's okay, the so, the, so you, the lineage. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got you got brought it. up Dan a couple times. That's comedian. I did. I didn't mean to. He's just the only I, person I. Uh, I with. was. Go I was going to ask you before. Then I was going to like. I'm not going to bring him up unless she brings him up. Because I can't help it. No, that's nice. You're, he's your boyfriend. You should bring yeah. up whoever your significant other is. Uh -huh. And I just don't want to get weird. Let's talk about your love life, you know. But all right, I think you know the, the areas to avoid personally. But we'll see. Since, since you brought it up, you said you went to some of his tour dates, the cities mm. you liked. Mm. Um, you weren't like the obnoxious comics girlfriend over the ones who over laugh. I know he's funny, but you know what I'm saying. They're like a stage mom for yeah, yeah. girlfriend of comic guy. <laughs> it, took, it, like, yeah. it took me a while to figure out what I was supposed to do. Like, so when you go on a weekend, um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, like a, a comedian that's on tour, that usually means they're doing shows, one show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and then they leave. So that's the schedule of in a, in a city. Same venue, one, two, two, out. So... I didn't know if that meant like, am I supposed to go every night to all of his shows and sit and watch him tell essentially the same jokes? Because to me, I'm fascinated enough. The first few times I went, I think I went to a show in Boston, like a whole weekend. I think that was the first time I went with him a couple, like a year or whatever ago. Time is intangible to me. Um, I went and I sat and I was fascinated by, I took notes in my phone about the ways that his act evolved between the different shows. Cause I was like, Ooh, I liked the way you told it this time. And this way was different. And, um, so if he ever asks for those, I have them, <laughs> I've not just offered them to him. Um, but like, then there was the, like, sometimes you'll be in a conversation with another comedian in the green room and he'll go on. And I never knew if I was supposed to, if the respectful girlfriend thing to do is to be like, oh, hold on, I have to go listen. Or if it was, um, you're supposed to just keep talking and ignore it. So I kind of like started out as the one who was like, I must listen. And then uh, later dates when I got, you know, cool, I would mostly just kind of let him go and, and do it while I talked to other people in the green room. And then every... Every now and then I'd be like, oh, hold on, I want to go hear how he tells this one. And I would like pop over and like listen out. But I didn't sit in the audience and laugh. I did do that once in Boston because it was a bad audience and they weren't laughing enough. And if you do give one big laugh, the people around you feel stupid not laughing and then they laugh. So you could you should just like seat fillers. You'd have laugh fillers to yeah. help you out. Good friend of mine. He passed away. Warren Thomas comic uh, went to college, played football with him. And so I kind of got into the whole like seeing what that world was about because i went to a lot of the shows the late hours the green room thing you know everything crazy. you're describing it it is a crazy life but in that period of time he got to open for dana carvey Dang. just when carvey was like really starting to go chopping broccoli dana carvey he did chopping broccoli in my presence 10 oh, feet away at on. swanee's comedy underground oh, 1983 or four or whatever man that's how old i am Man, tell that's me about crazy. a podcast you were involved in called Four Hours at the Capitol. I just I didn't know about this. What are you talking about? I was not involved in a podcast called Four yeah. Hours at the Capitol. No, are you making this on, up? No, on okay. Dan's radio show, we made jokes about 
the HBO documentary called Four Hours of a Kid or whatever it's called. I thought it was a, a comic Ken, version of the Kenny, same thing. You thought that I was going to be on a podcast about storming the Capitol? What? But finding the irony and the, the How did silly we get moments. This far that day. into this interview before you because were like, I scribbled okay, so where that were down you on January sixth. <laughs> I know exactly where I was. Yeah. Me too. I was uh, I was doing a podcast interview with Mike Golick Jr. When we got off the podcast, we were both like, "What happened?" I call him Golick 2.0. That's good. That's nice. That might be might make you know newly hot Golick feel some type of way. But well, and Mike Golick Jr. 2.0. We'd see each other in West Hartford occasionally at Donut Crazy because they have good coffee. He, and donuts, I, I imagine. Yeah, well, Donut principally, it's in their name, but they also have healthy food too. I'm trying to cut sugar, so I rarely have a donut. And it almost oh, feels wow. it almost feels like a real test. I'm going to go into a donut store and not and get a donut. And just get a coffee. Do you put just, sugar in your coffee? No. Okay, all right. I like, and I have a whole no. coffee. I have a whole coffee thing. So oh, I want, you know, it's your personality. You're one of those. <laughs> no, no, no. I want what yeah. I want and I know what I right. want. So I, I go in, I say, I want three shots and a little bit of hot water. In a case of Americano. Ounce. That's what they say. And I said, yes, it would be, but different because we just had this conversation where I said, but a very three little bit of hot water. Three shots and a very little bit of water. Right. But I the only... problem is, Kenny, if the, if the cup is, they're going to want to fill it. Don't you want it filled? Uh, no. No. I want it okay. strong. Okay. I specific. Why are you arguing with what I want? I because why wouldn't you just have them judge how many more shots would make it that proportion to make a full I, cup? No, I know okay. that I want the three shots. Okay. All right, let me shut up then. Now I want some hot water, but I don't want the amount of hot water you're going to put in. Had I just said, give me a three shot americano. Sure. I they never it. listen. They never listen. Oh, and I always okay. hey. Then make I, your own friggin' coffee, dude. If I hadn't said something, were you just gonna keep pouring water into the street? I mean, like how yes. much water? Yeah. Yeah. And I hope then you the don't other say one, this to your poor oh, sometimes who's it depends. just you know trying to make a living. No, no, no. I'm very friendly and a good tipper, but mm. I want specific if you order But I want what I want. What yeah, what if you order a steak and they bring you chicken? Do you say anything? Nah, hey, chicken's fine. You know it's what, cool. Kenny? I might not say anything. That's how I am <laughs> with in that situation. I'm the lady who gets her hair cut and the woman does it completely wrong. And then they go, Do you love it? And you go, Oh my God, this is so me. And the second I step out of the salon, I'm like, bye, bye, what am I gonna do? I think I'm more demonstrative in those situations. So like, yeah. so you know how like every place has this, basically it's small, medium, large, right? But they mm -hmm. like to call it tall, grande, venti, venti yeah. and all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I want the ingredients of the one that goes in your giant cup, the venti, right? Except I never go to Starbucks because that guy sold the Sonics to people from Oklahoma. I have not been to Starbucks since 2008. So do you just say, can I, oh, I was gonna say, can I get a venti Americano in a tall cup? Kinda, that's kind of what I want to say but I don't want all that water. I want the shot. They're not going to give you, they're only going to give you enough water. Oh, you still don't want a want, full tall of water. I want the gunpowder, yeah, okay, right, that comes right, in the right, big cup. Yeah. Stick it in the small cup. Yeah. And you want that pure, you want it just cut a little bit. You want it cut a little bit. You don't want it stomped yeah. on. Yeah, I get yeah. it. And they, then they, worse than that, they then charge for the price of the little cup. That has a base price, right? Then they add a shot or two because it, Right, it only comes with one or two. I mean, whatever. this is so much now, podcast time devoted to on. your coffee. <laughs> but I knew that you'd participate and understand me. Yeah, I get it. Now they've exceeded the price of the fucking gigantic cup. I said, "What does it cost if I want the big cup and I want you to pour it in the street? What is that? There must be a price." But don't you pour said in this. The, 
don't pour it in the street pour it in the okay. fucking little cup okay all right getting a little aggressive gonna need to grab I, a manager I've never, i just let it out on you like i was yeah. pretending you were the barista you're you were funny right. you kind of played along <sighs> that took a lot of me but that's I know, he's the sweating life. he's sweating through his shirt now i'm not i'm not i'm in my backyard no i'm not yeah i hear the birds what's in the cooler um you want me to go look yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on. If it's like my family, it's just going to be um, a little bit of water and a bunch of leaves. Hang on. You talk about anything. I'm going to go look in the cooler. All right. I mean, this is a lot of pressure. I don't have a lot to say. Um, Kenny's got a very well manicured backyard. He's uh, bending over the cooler, popping it open. Um, by the way it opened, I'm going to say it's empty. Oh, well, you heard that. He closed it. So here he comes. The way he's walking, I hope he uses this video and you get to see. And that's um, the best lesson I've ever learned in this job. Hey, Kenny, welcome back. There was one empty and one full Pilsner or Quell. Okay, here. okay. And there was like um, a dated plastic, like what held the ice before, you know, the plastic bag that mm -hmm, the ice mm -hmm, came in. Mm -hmm. You're right. Gretchen got on me about it today. Like she kind of like, really? We're just, is that like... A part of the outside now is, yeah. is that part of our decor yeah it's a summer it's a it's a memorial to summer wait a minute go back to the four hours of the capitol what did you guys do regarding we, that i was on the bonfire which is dan's radio show on sirius xm uh there was what a channel? period of time oh um faction talk it moved i think it's on faction talk it was on comedy central but i don't think they have it anymore Okay, um, so that's something I should have known. But anyway, he uh, was le he'd leave every day. There was a period there where I was not working. And, you know, if we're doing full disclosure, there was a period there where I wasn't getting out of bed. It was dark for me, let's say. Because I have, you know, I struggle with mental health issues like depression. And so there were days where it was really bad. And I think Dan did a really good job of being like, hey, come on. And so at one point he was like, come hang out with uh, Jay and I and we'll, we'll, you know, come on the bonfire. And so we did. We watched this documentary that when Dan and I watch anything, we just make fun of it. Um, it's actually my favorite thing to do is we'll watch like a bad movie. And that's not like not like judging someone's art. I mean, like a movie on Amazon that's free and that's called like, oh, God, I got to think of the names of these. Tsunambi, which was a tsunami of bees um, taking over a town. It was bad CGI. They didn't obviously have the budget. Trying to make a disaster movie, low budget, always funny. So we would sit and watch that kind of stuff. But we watched this, um, whatever it was called, four hours at the Capitol and and made fun of it. Now, disclaimer, obviously, it's a serious thing. Bad things happened. Uh, we were not trying to make light of the actual bad, but more like make fun of the bad actors, you know, make fun of the people because, you know, making fun of someone, why not weaponize that against um you know, people who do bad stuff. So anyway, we just sort of uh, made jokes about it and then got lost on long trails that thought about other stuff as, as, as many listened. would I do. wish I yes. had known. I well, was, it looked, I didn't know what it was. That's why I asked. It's so funny. Like, Tell me about this podcast you were on called was Four Hours. Serious? <laughs> Did you guys seriously, and then, but do it in an ironic way or something? Like, no. I, no, no, we just did that thing where it was like, oh, remember the part where that guy lit up the joint in the rotunda? Yeah. Go to that part. It's at this part. And then we'd go to it, we'd play the clip, and then we'd like no, I get it. make fun of him. I get it. I yeah. understand the concept and the execution both. You brought this up that, that no, not that. You brought. Oh, I was like, no, up. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I brought that up. You brought this up, you said, and you said it in a silly way. 
oh, but boy. not getting out of bed and dealing with you know oh, yeah. like some dark times or whatever are you doing okay are you good I think, um, and I said this on my Instagram stories, I think once the baseball thing was over, um, uh, the next day, actually that night into the next day, I it was just like a release of like all these, I just experienced a bunch of like anger about certain things and a bunch of like sadness about certain things and a bunch of like, I had every emotion that I didn't really realize I'd been kind of, I don't have time for you right now, the whole season. So there was a big, I guess, like dump over the last few days. Um, you know, I'm doing all right. I think there's a lot going on in the world right now that like if you have depressive tendencies, it's very easy to get kind of pushed back into a little hole. Um but, you know, I have a, a great dog and a great boyfriend and good friends and family, and I, I'm i okay. I just wouldn't say I'm, like, beaming and feeling motivated and, like, out there really girl-bossing. I feel like I'm kind of just, like, I don't know, chilling for a little bit, uh, probably more than my mom would be proud of. I, you should listen to the people who call you and tell you how they are impressed by you or how impressed they are by you. And that you should just go out there and kick ass and don't worry about the stupid people. So just L you, listen. I should just listen to you. People like me, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's funny because anytime I had it, because I left ESPN a year ago, end of May of 2021. You know, ran into a couple, got lucky on a couple things early, and then had some other thing happen. And but I just have zero pride. Like, I'll take 25 no's to get that 26 guy that says yes. Yeah. Like, what does it matter? You know, they're going to say yes or no, right? Yeah. Like, and yeah. and you take the yeses and parlay them into, you know, something good. Yeah, I feel like it's not pride necessarily for me because I wouldn't have done this baseball thing if I had pride because um, I, I knew it was too big of a risk. I feel like it's like efficiency. I'm almost like I don't want to do something if I don't think I could at least become good at it. And I also don't want to take something that I don't need. Does that make sense? Like, I don't need. Not I, to get you into where you it is, where it is. Not going to give me something yeah. that's valuable to me, whether that's like a, an income or like. Um, like a skill set that I don't have. And baseball was kind of both. Like it was either that or don't have a job. And I was like, oh, I'll work once a week. Granted, it was work throughout the week to, leading up to the week, and there was the travel and all that. But, like, it was one day a week and a salary. So I took it. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes I see, like, famous people now, like, very rich celebs, like, pushing hustle culture. And I'm like, you don't – but you don't have to hustle. So what is – you don't – somebody else could do – you don't need all that. Why do you need more than that? You could just kick back on your couch and make a bunch of money at Cameo. Everybody be like, oh, man, I want her to say happy birthday to me. And you say I'm not on silly. Cameo yet. I don't think I'm going to ever be on Cameo. I feel like I do that stuff for free when someone's like, hey, if I see it, someone's like, hey, my kids get married and she loves your podcast. To me, I'm like, oh, my God, I would yeah. love to say congratulations on your marriage. I've done like 25 bar mitzvahs. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, but it's because I used to dance at them when I was in in high school Went and college. Ribbon. That was my my job. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying like friend of friend of friend. Hey, my, my he's turning yeah. thirteen, and they're in Long Island. You're Kenny would, Wayne. You, would you do a funny little? Yeah, of course. Like, one. in fact, the other day, and I thought I had to quit in three minutes because I was going to do a thing for a college kid. I just saw this guy on Twitter. He said, 
hey, at Kenny Main, it would be, so, he wrote a funny little thing. It would be, you'd probably get a tax break for all the volunteerism if you actually got a hold of me it's and fun. then also showed up in my class. And I, I hit him back and we did the interview the other day and I'm going to appear in his class on November 15th. Oh, and I love that. That's it was going to be today, but as we taped this, I got confused about why is Alabama on the central time zone? I thought it was East Coast. It's like right next to Florida. What the fuck? It's in and central? Yeah. So hmm. that's the, the timing was going to be screwed up. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Alabama, I'll be there for you guys. Um, what passion do you have for sports? Like you described it almost exactly exactly like me i still love football i played football i'm you know i still like to throw a football i want the seahawks to win i want unlv to win i want the washington huskies to win those are my teams but if they don't monday gretchen still mostly likes me we still have a place i still have food you know what i mean like i don't live my yeah, life yeah, yeah. through the success yeah. or failure but of also team. you you may have once done that and you understand people that do that but the nature of your job makes it so that you really can't do that think, anymore. well not just that i just think i just I'm still com very competitive. I'll play Yahtzee and want to win like, a, you know, the biggest game ever. But I played golf today. The guy beat me. I was pissed. But I'm not that pissed because, you know, we'll play again. You know what I'm saying? How many like, strokes did he beat you by? Two. But I, mm. I, got a, I got a seven on a par three. I completely melted down like Vandeveld level. And it was bad. But we had fun. We were outdoors. I didn't look at my phone for three hours. You know what I mean? Like, ah. that's why I like golf is because you were talking about all the things in the world. I for a good while was like nine hours a day the news was on and twitter and and i found a way to compartmentalize i'm still paying attention i'm still very uh much an yeah yeah you're not thing. uninformed now but but i'm not just like you know it's not like a drug it's, you know and plus yeah. look at all the shit that's happened all the stuff they kept you know what they call it savior syndrome like oh nobody even got in trouble for that okay you know so i've gotten mm. a little cynical as well but with mm. regard to sports I want all my teams to do well. Yeah. But at the, I was like, oh, well, they, it's just life. They, they'll do. I wanted Sue Bird Look, to win also, the title. As a, as oh, me too. I mean, I think I wanted that more than anything uh, Boston more than she did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She was like, it's okay. I've, I've yeah. won a bunch. You're like, no, Sue, you deserve to go out on top. Yeah. She's a good one. She's the, the greatest one. You're, some might say. You're in the same flight of interviews as Sue Bird. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I have Sue Bird's number on my phone, so I can't be that big of a failure, you know? No, that's success by itself. Yeah, if I call her, she there's like a, I'm going to put it at 65% chance she picks up. So That's pretty good. It's pretty how, did you, how did you meet her? Uh, I first met her at, um, what is the name of that? Sloan, the Sloan Conference that mm -hmm. um, that they put on the uh, MIT. Okay. Sports yeah, I know what you mean. Business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. I just was waiting for a nod so I could stop uh, Yeah, I was kind of like processing. Um, but yeah, I met her at one of those. She was, we were on the same panel. And she was so cool. And then I feel like the next year at Sloan, I was sitting in like the big room where everybody can like go wait for their, it's like green room, but it's huge. I was like sitting at a table all by myself and Sue Bird walked in and I was like, oh, I doubt she remembers me, but I'll give her a little wave. And she came over and sat with me and we like chatted. It was just like, oh my God, why are you the best? And then, you know, her and Megan are a thing and I'm you know got to be friends with Megan too and so like we hung out a couple times socially she's just the best she's just it's cool when you meet cool people that like don't need you to be as cool as them and still are just you know treat you like people and that you're not disappointed the old 
with yes, the old thing never about, meet your heroes. Yeah, but I said, I just this weekend said, never meet your heroes, but always meet your enemies. We forget to say that part because when you meet your enemies, you're like, oh God, they do suck. Everything about that? this person does suck. I think most of my so-called heroes, if you will, I think they've turned out to be okay. Like I yeah, haven't had my heroes are all right. one or two, maybe I'm not even going to go there, but you know, who have disappointed me in their behavior or their actions or whatever, but mostly the, the thing that people always miss the people who don't, and, and we are privileged to have been brought into the arena, so to speak, those mm -hmm. opportunities and so forth and the interviews after games. And most fans don't get that chance. Their chance right. is to reach out in the tunnel and try to get an autograph, you know? And so it feels like two different worlds, but honestly, 90 odd percent of the athletes I've, and entertainers as well they're kind of just regular people who be, they're really good at something that we're not but they're still just human beings they still have to go home and they might have to you know fix the blinds or go to the store you know i mean they're doing yeah. regular human shit yeah. it's like when i was a little kid we used to go to the sonic games and there were four of us this one night and we were separated waiting for the car to pick us up one of our dads and two of us saw Spencer Haywood get in his Mercedes and leave to go on a road. Spencer Haywood, Hall of Fame. And they wouldn't believe that we saw Spencer Haywood. And it was so funny because years later, like, how could he's a person who has a car and a play? Yeah. He had to he plays he had basketball and he had to go at some point. Yeah, he doesn't live here. <laughs> I think they want people to stay in what lane they want them to stay in. You know what I'm saying? Like just be that thing that I want you to be. Yeah. That way they can say you get paid all this money to play a game and don't have to analyze at all that there's other things around the life that they have to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes it easier. Final question for you. Oh God, the last one. It's a big one. Well, we said an hour and I feel like we've kind of, we're about there. Yeah. Um, did you you got to go talk to Keith. Did you watch Jupiter last night? The planet or is this the show that I didn't? No, the planet, it was in its closest proximity to Earth in like 75 years. I feel like I, that happens every three years. I got to be honest. I feel like I every few years we hear this is the first time in 100 years that a okay. planet's getting close. Fair enough. Good point. You'll, there'll be other opportunities for other cool celestial shit. I agree. However, we were kind of dorking out about it. Me and Gretchen. I like every now and then you got to. It's cool it's to look cool. at the stars. Yeah. So I, I could not find my binoculars to save my life. I know they're here, so I couldn't find them because mm. you could actually see definition and see the moon. Oh, and everything. see, that's, I'm into that. I like that. So I then I don't like when it's my, like, look, it's just the brightest star yeah, right it's there. It's just bright as hell, okay. but it's still pretty yeah. cool. So I got on my app machine wow. and I downloaded like three different super duper telescopy thing and but they sucked. My regular oh. camera widening it, widening it out was better, but you miss Jupiter, but as you say, in two or three years, there'll be some other. I'll see, I'm sure things. I'll see, you know, Uranus. <laughs> that that joke. And you'll be doing something amazing. I'm certain of it. And I think I'm going to play in the AHL. I think that's what's next for me. I think I'm going to, yeah, you know, about, really do stuff that scares you. I have a good goal. Okay. I, I, I used to joke with Gretchen with, it's always the old, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. and she said happy i was like that i like good that. answer i know it's a good answer so let's all strive for that i'm glad okay. you gave us time and i wish i'm you... glad you wanted it of course katie nolan come on kenny main all right see you down the road if you're, you're probably hanging out with sue bird or something but yeah try to make, for sure. try to make time maybe we'll come hang out at your house as we've been invited to do and just have not done 
Yeah. Does, We're just going to uh, show up, Dan and I. Does at he your ever? Place. Does he ever play in Seattle? Play. Play. Perform. Play. Um, he, well, I don't know. He does have cities that he. I think he does Tacoma. Well, that's near. Okay, but I think he just did it. So was, I'll find I, out. Like, just you can go to danceoder.com, find a list of his tour dates, and I was you know born, next time he's. You're not in born. Connecticut right now. I am in Connecticut. You're always welcome here, yeah. but I have another place in Seattle. And is, that going... the, is that it? You got two or you got two? You don't have a beach one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. No. We have it's either two. that or a boat. You guys all have three houses or two houses and a boat. This is what I've found. We got two and a boat. Thank you. I've just uh, got the one apartment. <laughs> just for now. Just a little know, starter. Combo. But you know, can I tell you a secret? Yeah, go ahead. You're, you're 35. You know yeah. when I got how old was I when I got hired at ESPN? I don't know. 34. Oh, well, then it's all just getting started for me. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to give buck in these. Streets. I'm just throwing out positivity. That's just right. Left I and right. It. I'll all do right. it seven days a week. And you know what I was doing before ESPN? I, I was do. selling. I was selling long distance for MCI. I did not for, know that. For <laughs> MCI. Yeah. You know what I did before that? No. I sold prepaid legal insurance at a telemarketing place for like six weeks yuck before that i was assembling garbage cans now do they take a lot of assembly it, well you got to put the lid on and the wheels on well they that come. sounds like anybody could do that believe me i was that guy because i'm not <laughs> mechanical gretchen makes everything here i can't make i barely know where the hammer is like i'm so bad the other day Bryn had a flat tire and i was praying there was no spare in the back because then i would so probably have, to, have to try to do it thank it god it's complicated they, it's yeah. too complicated that I, jack situation too oh, much somebody's got to simplify that by now dangerous you need cones on the roadway and everything yeah yeah i don't know what we talked about but i thought it was pretty entertaining and you were delighted. people will let us know if they if it wasn't oh yeah those stupid apple hater people Hey, Maine is a production of me, Kenny Maine, and Odyssey. Our senior producer is Paul Aspen. Our executive producer is Jody Avergan. And our executive producer for Odyssey is Lena Glazer. If you like our show, please rate us, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe.